0: Good Monday morning, Loveland. I'm Mike Meldon, and this is the Loveland Weekly Podcast. Probably don't have the same feed as I do on social media. Bet you still saw a post or two somewhere about morel mushroom finds. Mushroom hunting has become more popular, it seems, since 2020 COVID quarantine, and I'm lucky enough to work closely with the guy that can tell us all about this new pastime. Actually, old pastime. Been revitalized. Doug Gilbert, a soon to be frequent guest, is a wildlife ecologist and is my partner in our environmental nonprofit, Love Our Land. Here's our conversation on mushroom hunting. Today is Monday, May 2nd, 2023. All right, Doug, we're back again. Uh, and this time we're going to talk about mushrooms because everywhere I look, People are talking about finding morels, and you and I had a quick conversation the other day, and I thought, hey, let's, let's stop this and let's get this recorded. So um, let's put this out there. First question is, what is mushroom foraging, and why do you think it's become so popular recently?
1: Mushroom foraging is the practice of going outdoors and actively searching for edible mushrooms. There we have a wide variety of edible mushrooms here in Ohio. Uh, we're very lucky in that regard. And uh, you you mentioned one of the the big ones, morels, which happen to be the spe- the group of species that I first got acquainted with when I was a kid. And I would go out with my my father and my grandfather searching for morels. And it's just a very common practice in the Midwest and uh, in throughout much of Appalachia as well but you you touched on the sort of growing popularity of it and I think one of the big drivers of that is the is social media and the fact that you know mushroom scientists or you know mycologists now have a platform to discuss, mushrooms and in particular edible mushrooms and we evolved to be hunter gatherers and I think anytime that we're, we find a way to activate that part of our brain in our physiology we feel a bit of a reward especially when we find the mushrooms we're looking for and so I think there's kind of the positive feedback loop. Where we see people on social media having fun finding these edible fun fungi. We see them, you know, cooking them up, eating them. And then when we go out and we do the same, we feel very accomplished.
0: Or or not accomplished. <laughs> or not accomplished. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like like uh um you know, I, I'd say that I've gone at least in the last, say, since 2020, and, and like you said, since it grew on social media, I think I've gone out at least, I don't know, two or three times a season just to search for morels, um, and I've never found one. So, yeah. what is the trick? What What's specifically for morels right now? Um, one one <laughs> first, what what makes them so sought, sought after? What makes them different? But um, what is the trick to finding them, if there is any?
1: Well, first, what makes them so, you know, highly sought after is they're delicious. You know, you throw them in a pan with some butter, some salt, some pepper, and, you know, within no time, you've got this delicious meal. Um, and, you know, you can do a lot with them. And so that's the big reason why they're sought after. They're, they're really well known. Like I said, it, this is a cultural practice, you know, that it is in the Midwest, it's in the East, uh, it's out in the Pacific Northwest where morels are are common. So, you know, they're just one of those species, group of species that people really, really know. And the the trick to finding them is kind of tricky, <laughs> because <laughs> people have their own, like, tried and true methods, right? They oftentimes... You know, morels are a, are a group of species that have developed relationships with with trees and plant communities, and so there are certain trees that we tend to see morels uh, associated with more often than other trees. So, for example, maples, ash, tulip trees; these are these are all species. Apple trees; these are all species that some type of association with morels but you know that differs depending on where you go if you go out west there is more of an association with the conifers that are out there so it just really depends on where you are but some sort of tips in looking for morels you obviously uh, once you find one you are going to want to spend a lot of time in that area because they don't typically grow as just one individual, they grow, there's multiples. And so when you find one, that's when the game is on and you can start really looking for, you know, all the other ones that are with it. And then really this time of year, spring, this, uh, you know, late April, May, uh, this is really when they're starting to flush and come out. And it has to do with you know, a bunch of different environmental cues including soil moisture, temperature, all of that good stuff. And so right now, we're, we've been dealing with a relatively dry period in southwestern Ohio, and we're about to get some rain, and it happened to cool down considerably. I think this is going to be sort of a, a cue for the, these morels to start popping up. Probably this weekend, next week, and we're going to see a lot more posts on uh, social media as people
0: begin to find their these prized mushrooms. Um, so, and, and with all the talk, they seem to get all the attention. But what are some of the other ones people should keep an eye out for? So, one that
1: I just stumbled upon in Loveland is the lion's mane mushroom, which is a mushroom that doesn't really look much like a mushroom that we, you know, when we traditionally think about mushrooms, they have a cap, they have a stem. This is more of a, a large mass, uh, a white mass that has little, tiny, uh, flexible teeth all around it. it kind of looks like a little hedgehog, but, smush, you know, squishy. And this is a mushroom that not only is it edible, and it tastes very much like a little bit like seafood taste. People make crab like crab cakes that type of thing with them it's they're really delicious but it also has medicinal value as well so many of these teas mushroom teas and coffees that we're seeing on social media being advertised many of them have lion's made in them and they're it's supposed to be helpful for a few different reasons one being it's supposed to kind of reinvigorate you and give you, you know, a little more energy, hence it being associated with the coffee. So that's one, the lion's mane. Uh, Another that um, is kind of, you can tend to find in the summer, fall, is chicken of the woods. This is my favorite edible. And this is a shelf kind of mushroom. So it comes out of the side of dead wood. The lion's mane does as well, so for both of these, you're you're going to be looking at dead wood. This is why dead you know trees are so so important uh, among other reasons. But the chicken of the woods is vibrant orange and yellow, so it stands out like a, store, a sore thumb. And it uh when you cook this, it tastes like chicken that has been grilled on the barbecue. Wow. Like it tastes like barbecue chicken. It's amazing. And all I got to do is, you know, a little butter or vegetable oil and salt and pepper. And mm, my favorite, favorite. it, it <laughs> surpasses the morels for me.
0: Nice. What, um, I hear a lot about turkey tail. Is that edible? So turkey tail is more of a
1: medicinally valuable, um, mushroom. That's one that you can make teas from. Um, but in terms of eating it, it would taste like chewing on a Wood chip or something, pretty much.
0: Kind of looks that way too. So, um, yeah. we don't want anybody obviously eating anything that can hurt them, and and obviously there are mushrooms out there that can kill you. What are some mm-hmm. rules uh, of of eating and of just foraging mushrooms in general? Right. Yeah. So, there certainly
1: are a few mushrooms around these parks that uh, will. Will kill you. Others will give you really bad gastrointestinal distress. But uh, you know some some sort of rules to live by. If you don't know for sure, one hundred percent sure what that species is, do not consume it. There is a <clears throat> edible mushroom called the Flammulina um, velutipes is the scientific name. It's called velvet foot, and or enoki is what it's more commonly called in Asia, where it's also native. And enoki is uh, a really, yeah, sought after edible. And we have a lookalike here in Southwestern Ohio and across much of the Midwest and Appalachia called the funeral bells. And uh, as the common name suggests, consuming even a small amount of this mushroom will will kill you and they can look well, like if you if you don't know the differences between those two they can look very very similar they both grow out of dead wood so that's to just steer clear of those altogether but like i said you need to know 100% what it is you're eating um next you know with with foraging, you want to make sure that what you're doing is legal. So if you're going around to skate parks, nature preserves, things like that, looking for mushrooms, those are mushrooms that you're just going to want to look at. You're not going to be able to collect and consume those. If you are on a state forest property or national forest property, it's a little bit different story. You can collect and consume, obviously, the the edible ones, consume those, but you really just need to make sure that you're following the rules. And that's for the sake of the mushrooms and for other people who want to be able
0: to uh, go out and see those mushrooms and enjoy them. And just to plug our organization, Love Our Land, we, we have a class called Mushrooms 101. And so if you're interested in this, we do show the ways to... Uh, identify mushrooms using the spores um, and different methods also. So if, if something that you're interested in and want to dig into uh, it is something that we will probably be offering possibly in um, June, I'm thinking maybe, maybe July. Um, Doug, anything else you want to add about uh, about mushrooms before we wrap up?
1: Um, I just want to say mushrooms are sort of a fantastic gateway organism into really appreciating nature and all it all that it has to offer if you i mean when we talk about mushrooms and their capacity to help improve the health of the local environment it's pretty remarkable they can remediate pollutants you know take them out of the the soil they are like i said they provide food they're valuable for other biodiversity And one of you know a really remarkable thing about uh, fungi and mushrooms is they help trees communicate with each other. There's um, relatively recent research that's you know come out that has become a little a bit popular in the media about trees communicating with one another, and it's the fungi that are the the go between. They're the intermediary that allow for energy carbon and for nutrients to be transferred from one tree to another they allow mother trees to help support baby trees uh so you know we have mushrooms to thank for that it's really fascinating
0: yeah it is um what was the name of that book the hidden life of trees is that correct yeah I think, yeah you and i uh, we discussed that on a podcast uh, not too long ago. And yeah, interesting stuff. Mushrooms are just truly cool things. And, and one other thing I want to point out too, that I learned, um, and I think you told me this, mushrooms are closer to human beings biologically than plants, correct? Correct. Yeah, that correct. blows me too. So, hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I'm sure I'll yeah, talk to you tonight or tomorrow.
2: Hello? I'm George Jewell. I am a senior at Loveland High School. And here is the unofficial update of Loveland High School. One of our own Loveland High School records was broken today by a student named Jason Dean. He is a member of the men's track team and beat the school's all-time pole vaulting record. He vaulted 15 feet into the air and smashed the record by a landslide. Congrats, Jason. Honestly, even thinking about taking that skill and time to even get that high into the air, and even by like a student, not even a professional, is just like amazing to me. Honestly, congrats, dude! Also, last week was Environmental Week at Loveland High School. We have a huge group of students called the Green Team, uh, run by Mrs. Nakata, to spread awareness about keeping our planet safe throughout the provoking week. Some of the highlights of these students are Ethan Freeland and Ronan Mirza, who spread awareness about the week. They did fun little activities like a little limbo contest and trivia during uh, cafeteria time. And also, they uh, f- did a collaboration with Skyline, to which part, if you ordered at Skyline, part of their meal would go to help raise money for birdhouses. They also had announcements telling what we can do to help the environment in the community and gave volunteer opportunities for students. And that is the unofficial update for Loveland High School.
0: Looking ahead in Loveland. The Loveland Farmers Market is back in full swing. The weekly event takes place every Tuesday from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m., starting tomorrow, May 3rd, and going until October 26th. The Loveland Summer Concert Series is returning this year and promises to be better than ever. This free event takes place at Nisbet Park and features a variety of musical acts, from rock and roll to country to jazz. The first concert is on May 21st, and the series runs through August 20th. And finally, attention, all nature lovers! Are you looking to beautify your garden with native plants while also supporting the local community and environment? Look no further than Love Our Lands native plant sale. You can pre-order now on www.loveourland.org/shop. We have something truly special here in Loveland. Thank you for listening, and have a great week.